Hello out there in podcast line and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood, and I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Hello. Just Adam today, no maestro. Yeah. He couldn't make the flight. <laughs> up. <laughs> this week, <laughs> we're watching 2014's Nonstop, aka Taken on a Plane. Yep. Uh, not really. Uh, that's because his... It, it basically is. Yeah, for the most part. Instead, but instead of the daughter, it's the plane. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's it. Yeah. He's going to use his very specific set of skills uh-huh. to track down who's doing this. Yes. He doesn't know who it is, but he's going to mm. find out. Yes. That's taken, man. <laughs> uh, we're doing this movie because his new movie is The Commuter. Right. Which is on have a train. You, have you seen the trailer I, for it? I, I, no, it I looks pretty dumb, dude. Yeah, like, it looks really dumb. Does this look as dumb as this one looked when it, the previous came out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw a preview for this movie and I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll start, we'll go through the usual stuff. We'll go from there. This movie was directed by, he's a French guy, Jean Colette Serra. He's directed two other Liam Neeson movies. None of them were taken. <laughs> he did this movie called Unknown, where he doesn't remember who he is. I saw that. Do you remember that one? Yes. And did we had... do that one? No, we never did that okay. one. Okay. I remember watching that. I feel like that was a decent one. I, I, I remember liking that one. Yeah. He also did Run All Night, the one with Ed Harris. No idea. Uh, he also did... Did you ever watch Orphan? Nope. Where this little girl is adopted, but there's like a twist on who the little girl is? No. Okay. That one's good. And he did The Shallows. The one where uh, Liv Tyler, not Liv Tyler, what the fuck's her name? Blake Lively fights a shark. Okay. That was like a fine, that was all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this movie stars <laughs> Liam Neeson, Julianne Moore, Scoop McNeary, Michelle Dockery, Nate Parker, and Corey Stoll. Let me do a brief synopsis. We'll go from there. An air marshal springs into action during a transatlantic flight after receiving a series of text messages demanding $150 million into an offshore account or someone will die every 20 minutes. I ask this every week, Adam. Have you ever seen this before? Absolutely not. I have never seen this either. This was the first time I ever saw this movie. Yep. This is, uh, actively avoided it. This, yeah. this is more like it. Mm-hmm. I, I was like you. I saw the trailer and I'm like, <laughs> hard pass. Yep. That's a hard pass. <laughs> so what what, uh, what what about the, what was it that made you not interested in this movie? It just, it, it looked like the same thing. I, I, I saw Taken. I, I uh-huh. remember liking Taken. Yes. Uh, Taken 2. Taken's was, great. Yeah. And then but t- then it gets ridiculous yeah, after that. Taken 2 is like, all right, we, we got it. We now we're going to take the wife. And now I'm going to take myself. Is that, is that, that was a, the third one. What? He he's the one. Not he like, <laughs> and not so much he gets taken. It's just like he opens himself up as a like, come and get me. Come here. I'm oh, here. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty much what that was. Okay. I, 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 after two, I, I didn't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, they got really dumb after that. Yeah. So it just seemed like it was going that direction. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Taken did great. So let's try that in mm-hmm. different ways. And I, I didn't know. I don't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got enough Taken. I got too much from Taken 2. Mm-hmm. Huh? See? Two's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very clever. <laughs> so this movie, I... This was very boring. This was like a very boring like action flick. It wasn't in my eyes an action flick should either be good okay. like John Wick okay. or should be like ridiculous like the Schwarzenegger 80s movie. Like, right. Like, okay. I felt like this was trying to be too smart, too clever, too ah, huh? ah, huh? see what we're doing here. Okay. Interestingly enough, I ended up enjoying this movie. Okay. 
It, it was. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't hate it. It, it checked all the boxes. It, uh, it, it's, it set up the world. Uh-huh. Uh, it followed rules of the world. <laughs> and the things that were happening, I remember mm. thinking like, oh, that was smart. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's smart too. Hey, look at that. That's, mm-hmm. that's, this is good planning. This is okay. good planning. Whoever did this, smart guy. Whoever's doing all the, pulling all the strings here, it, it, it all was like, that's clever. And then Liam Neeson's response was like, yeah, that's clever too. Okay. And I, I just, I, I got taken along for the ride in, in a weird way. Uh, it didn't like climax as much as I w- would have liked it to, mm-hmm. but again, it, it, it was so much buildup. Nothing was going to live up to it at that point. Mm-hmm. But I, I did enjoy it. Uh, there were some uh, heart-touching scenes in there, and uh, as a father, I just I can't I can't not <laughs> feel for those kinds of scenes. But the little girl, yeah, yeah, uh, it wasn't horrible. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. And maybe the fact that I was expecting it to be so bad. Oh, so you wanted very low expectations. Yeah. Maybe that's why I actually ended up enjoying it. Because I, I was just like, this, let's just get this over with. Come on. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. Because uh, I, I watched it with my girlfriend. Uh-huh. And uh, we watched it before we watched the n- next movie we were going to do, mm-hmm. which I wanted to watch that one. I wanted to show her <laughs> that one. But we, ha- I was like, we're going to watch this one first mm-hmm. because it's going to suck. And I'm going to need to watch the next one to get me out of the funk that I'm going to be in. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was like, oh. I was very not, pleasantly surprised. Not bad. Yeah. She got a little more emotional than I did in certain scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's totally fine. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I was more impressed by the fact that I wasn't hating it than anything else. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, especially during certain scenes. It was like, I should be more upset than I am. But okay. I'm all right. Have you ever seen Passenger 57 with Wesley Snipes? Where, I have. Where a Hans Gruber-like yeah. European, uh, again, white terrorist. White terrorist takes over the plane. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. He's in seat 57. He's got to save the day. I, I remember watching it. I remember nothing about it, though. <laughs> okay. I remember, I, but I know that I watched it. Uh-huh. But that means to me, bad movie. Okay. If it's completely gone. I remember it's just, I think he's checking so when you, his luggage. So when you go through our list of movies, if yeah. you don't remember a thing, you're just... Yep. Nope. That's most of the movies we do. Okay. There's, a, there's, a, there's a lot that I have to struggle to remember. Uh-huh. Until I read the description, though, I start like, okay. I start intruding certain memories. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I So, I know we're going to talk about this movie, but one thing. Do do the pilot and the crew know he... Are they supposed to know who an air marshal is when they get on the plane? Isn't the whole thing it's supposed to be anonymous? Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought that, that whole time. But I guess it makes sense that they know. But then again, if they do know, they could tip somebody off. Exactly. And that defeats it the purpose. Be, yes. Oh, no. It could be a compromise. It's a big hole right off the bat. Damn it. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Because there's a scene in the movie where um, the pilot tells him, hey, that account is your account in your name. Yeah. And they're, they're just, you know, his arms crossed. They're exactly. talking like they're old pals. I'm right. like, I don't do think that's me. Do you know, yeah. look at me? Look yeah. at me. You yeah. know me. Come on. Hey, come on. Hey, right here. Look at me. Look at me. We're cool, right? We're cool. It's like they're old buddies. It's like what? What? Yeah. How long has he been air marshaling? But they shouldn't. <laughs> I, I I don't know, dude. I just I, feel I like guess, he shouldn't know who that is. I guess there's a possibility that he's just such a frequent traveler that maybe he's just on their plane a lot. Maybe they're buddy buddy outside of the whole air marshal thing. Well, the reason I bring this up, there's a movie with Jodie Foster called Flight Plan. Did you ever watch that? Yes. And in there, um, the guy, the guy who turns out to be the bad guy, he says he's an air marshal. So he like goes. So the pilot comes out. He's like, "What's happening?" So the captain comes out. He goes like, "What's happening?" And then he shows his badge, uh, Captain. I'm the air marshal assigned to this flight. And he goes, "Oh!" Like he seemed surprised was in, it, that, was, in that movie. Wasn't that uh, Stark? 
Uh, or, uh, Stark was in that movie. Double O Six. Travail. Oh yeah, he's the yeah yeah. Be- uh, Bean. Ned Stark. Bean. Yeah, Ned Stark. Oh, yeah. I gotta say he's Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Yeah. I forgot the first name. Yeah, yeah. Sean Bean. Yeah, man. he's the pilot of of that of the okay. of the airplane. Yeah. So he comes out and he's like, oh, okay. Well, what do we do? And then it goes from there. Yeah. But this one, he's like, listen, Bill, I, I my hands are tied here. I got to get your gun from you. Yeah. That is weird. I hadn't thought about that. Damn it. Well, so much for the whole thing being witty and everything. Did I, <laughs> did I ruin it for you? Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I can, I'll can. i bypass that for, for the sake of the movie, I guess, for now. Uh, but, yeah, so he, they, well, it starts off with he's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some guy trying to talk to him, which comes in later. We've, he's an alcoholic because he's pouring booze into his uh, coffee. Yeah. And uh, he goes... Or, he, or he's just Irish. I mean... <laughs> I like that they address his Irishness. Yeah, let's not call it, let's call it name calling. It's he's uh, <laughs> Irish. Let's not, not label anything. Yeah, he's uh so, but so the screeners know he's an air marshal, right? Yeah, because he gets the gun on board. Yeah. Okay, TSA. That makes sense that they know because he has to get a, a weapon on board. Like right. that makes sense. But but they shouldn't know that it's him. Like oh hey, it's the air marshal guy. It should be like uh, ID please. Run through the system. Boop, boop, boop. Air Marshal. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it's just instantly that when he does the, that X-ray, that yeah. body scan X-ray, the guy's just like, he's good. Yeah. Send him through. So but, was the gun on him? Yes, it was. Because <laughs> I remember that his the TSA guy was looking at him like, he's good. Like it, was, it was very <laughs> suspicious like, uh-huh. yeah, you're fine. Yeah. If I was in line, to be like, I, I don't think he's fine. <laughs> the, the, the way they were looking at each other, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a, yeah, mm-hmm, yep. You know the plan? Right. Uh, be back here at uh, 500 hours mm-hmm. and we blow up the airport type of thing. Like, I'd be very worried about that. Mm-hmm. I would say something because I saw something. Yeah. So he's in the bathroom and Scoop McNeary, he's the guy with the glasses who asks him the uh, the time. Which, which He's in Halt and Catch Fire. Yes. Uh, apparently. Have you ever seen that show? I have not. Show's, show is good. Not enough people watch it. Mm. It's a very – it was – It's so almost going away soon? No. It's going to be on for a while. It's that good where it will stay on, but not enough people are watching it. Okay. It's similar to The Wire when The Wire was out. Like, The Wire was good, but just no, nobody watched it. Okay. And it just kept going. Have you seen uh, Scorpion? No. But that's the Robert Patrick, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, how about Mr. Robot? Yes, I love Mr. Okay. Robot. Okay. Com- compared to that, is, is it the same kind of... Because it's a techie show, right? No. The Hall and Catch Fire takes place in the 80s, and it's about... Oh. Um, these guys, they buy an IBM computer and they reverse engineer it. Okay. Because back then, there was only one patent on a computer. Now, this your your MacBook here, yeah. there's a patent on the monitor. There's a patent on the keyboard. There's uh, a patent okay. on everything, right, to protect themselves. Yeah. But back then, there was only one patent on the processor, which they kind of like bypassed. And they broke the IBM computer apart and they reverse engineer it to build their own. That's, oh. that's what the series is about. Oh, okay. So it takes place during the 80s. I thought it was a bunch of hackers. No, 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 oh. no, no. Because no. all the Catch Fire is a line of code. Yeah, it's a line of – that's what they explained in the first episode. It's a line of code. It's sort of like a self-destruct yeah. uh, code. Yeah. Right. So it's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's about them reverse oh. engineering the first that's computer. That's not as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no. I want to see hacker stuff. Watch Mr. Robot. Uh, yeah. I love Mr. Robot. Great. Have, have you seen the new season yet? It's just, yeah, I've, I've seen, seen everything. Yeah. All right. I've seen – I'm completely caught up. All right. Yeah, I, I did one and two. I, uh, is three done? Yeah, three oh, just ended a few weeks ago. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll get on that then. 
It's a it's a trip, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good uh-huh. stuff. I, I'm especially impressed the fact that they can have a season two after season one, and there's a reveal. Uh, there's like, and then how do you keep going? But like, they did it. And then season two, there's a reveal. <laughs> yes. I can't. All right, dude. The reveal in season excited. two, when you find out that this this the show's like three. This has been yeah, on third uh, season. You are watching or listening to spoilers. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so spoiler alert. When you find out that he was in prison the whole time, that I'm waking up, I'm going to the park, I'm going to meet my friend. That caught me way off guard. We're going to go back to the apartment. It's all in his head in prison. That's, yeah. It's insane. The first twist I saw coming. From the, episode two, I saw it coming. Okay. So I had a feeling that, um, now I didn't, re- now I, I wasn't expecting that, like, he was in his mind the whole time. I was okay. just expecting that maybe Mr. Robot is like, Linked to him somehow. Maybe that's like his dad or something. Okay. I didn't realize the fucking guy never existed. Yeah. From from the second episode, uh-huh. I, I was watching with my girlfriend, and I, I paused it, and I said, God damn it. I think I just figured out this series, <laughs> what, this, what this show is about. And I'm like, okay, I'm not sure. I want to say anything. Damn it. All right. I'm going to say something. So I, I told her my theory, and she was kind of confused for a second. Uh-huh. And then as the episodes went on, like the next two were like, confirmed my theory. And then it was an episode that denied my theory. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I was wrong. And then it kept going back and forth for a while, and then eventually it's like, boom, got it. All right. But it didn't ruin it for me, though, which is weird, because like, Fight Club also. Fight Club was ruined for me before I even watched it mm. by uh, an asshole uh, ex-friend of mine. But <laughs> I was still able to watch it, and it still, it still blew my mind when, when Fight Club happened. Yeah. So, and, so Mr. Robot was the same kind of way. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I love Mr. Robot. So good. It's great. It's a great show. It's, that's as close... That's as authentic as hacking is, right? Yes. Like that's, yes. Like that is absolutely. There's nothing like hackers. The movie we did. <laughs> I've, I've, I've yet to see anything besides Mr. Robot that is as close to what hacking actually is. Okay. It's it's refreshing. It feels nice. Okay. I like it. All right. So speaking of hacking, yeah, what are we this, is, this is a very good se- segue. Oh, cool. Because Liam Neeson's he runs into Scoot McNary and uh, he asks him, "What does he ask him for a light?" Yeah, light a cigarette. Uh, where are you traveling? Chit chat. I'm going to uh, Scoot McNary says I'm going to uh, Amsterdam, not Hamsterdam. Right, Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He uh, Liam Neeson gets on the plane. Well, he's, he's calling his boss. Oh to, yeah, because uh, he's he's flying to England uh, for work, mm-hmm. and he wants to come back the next day for some reason. Yeah, uh, not not explained to us. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should, probably should have been. We just know that he's pissed. Like, yeah. no, no, I can't be there for three days. You got to get me back tomorrow. Or if you don't, I'm just going to do what I have to do. <laughs> All right. Seems uh, so you're just going to fly back and then fly back out again. I don't <laughs> I don't understand what that threat was about. Uh, I was very angry for yeah. seemingly no reason. Uh, if they would have given us a reason, like uh, it's my daughter's birthday or something, mm-hmm. or uh, my wife's going to kill me because I'm out of town all the time. We just we, uh, we have a package coming. I, I just got uh, one day free Amazon shipping, uh, <laughs> and uh, I need to be there to sign for it because it's, it's an iPhone. It's uh-huh. expensive. You need signatures. Uh, I'm assuming they fly free, right? Oh, yeah. He was seated in first class on that plane. I don't think the government's paying first class for all these guys. No, I don't think they're. I don't think they're paying. I, I, I think the airlines have to. Oh, they have to provide it. I can't. No, there's, there's no way the government paying for first class tickets. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, why is he sitting in first class? No, it, it's got to be something they worked out with the airlines. Where uh, you want your airplane to be safe? All right, we need first class. Mm-hmm. First class guarantee safety. Yeah. <laughs> so 
do they carry a, an, an actual loaded weapon on board? Like, I feel like because you've seen this in movies, they sh- they you fire a bullet and it depressurizes oh, yeah. the cabin. Yeah, game over. I feel like they would have like rubber bullets or like, you know what I mean? That's a yeah. I feel like that's what air marshals should be carrying. Maybe a taser or something. Yeah, something. Beanbag rounds. Yeah, I don't but then know. That's a shotgun. That's too big. Yeah. Rubber bullets? Nah, I feel like I can still do damage. Yeah. I don't know. It's in every movie ever. Yeah. So I, it must be real. <laughs> <laughs> there, have you seen Spy, the comedy with Melissa McCarthy? I've seen parts. There's a really good scene where she's on an airplane and the guy's like shooting up the airplane. So the first round, like an apple flies and covers the bullet hole. Okay. Because you've seen it like there's one little bullet and then the whole the whole side of the plane rips open right. because of the depressurization. Yeah. Uh, so the first bullet, uh, a, a uh, an apple flies and covers the hole, and then there's another round, and it's it's a comedy. They're making fun of all the James Bond movies. Okay, good. A uh, champagne bottle flies up and covers it, and then finally the she fights him, and the third uh, round fires, and her own gun flies out of her hand. The same. The same gun that fired the round, that gun flies out of her hand and is covering the hole. And she goes, wow, that was weird. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is, is that the one where she is like meek at first and then yeah. becomes badass? Yeah, she becomes like a badass guy. Okay. I did see that one. Yeah. I, like I, that I don't remember the, that scene. Uh, I, I, I remember enjoying that. When she, when she became badass, I remember enjoying that yeah. parts of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But ridiculous still. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be. It's a, it's a, they're making fun of uh, yeah. how ridiculous James Bond movies are. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> so in this movie, uh, in nonstop, so yeah, he fights with his boss. Oh yeah, nonstop. <laughs> he gets on the plane, and um, he was supposed to sit. So he has a little tussle. He has a little tussle with um, with uh, that black guy who was going through security. He's like on his phone, so oh, Liam yeah, Neeson yeah. just jumps him in line. Yeah, and coincidentally, he's supposed to sit next to him right. on the plane, and he goes, "Oh, sorry, am I on your way too?" And yeah. Ju- Julianne Moore gets on the plane. She goes. She's asking, like, "Hey, can we switch? Can I have the window seat? Can I have the window seat?" So they. So that black guy switches with her. So now Liam Neeson is sitting next to her now. Right. And uh, he pulls out this uh, fabric that he wraps around his finger. I guess that's the equivalent to the face off. The yeah. The Sean Archer uh, yeah. face brush. R- r- yeah, rubbing the face. Uh huh. Yeah, which which is, which is sweet. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't explain it until later, right? Yeah, what that is. Well, yeah, he explains it to her later. Yeah, and uh, he's nervous while flying. That's I don't know. You're an air marshal. You should be used to it by now. Yeah, that's that's a weird. That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. That uh, or maybe is it possible that it's an act to make the throw people oh. off the scent? So he's not an air marshal because you don't want people to know you're an air marshal, right? That's so you're just like eh, I fly all the time. I've been flying five <laughs> times five times a week. It's uh, totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's like okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, mm-hmm. there's another air marshal, so they book two air marshals on one flight. Gro- I don't know. I, I I would say that's unbelievable, but <laughs> that seems like the kind of government negligence <laughs> or incompetence. Yeah, in- incompetence that because uh... negligent would be no air marshals, right? Well, yeah, no, it's, it's supposed to be one random one per, like, every 10, 100 flights, there's one air marshal on it. <laughs> Stuck two they on got two on one now, so that means there's 200 without them. Yeah. Like, holy. Like, nah, that sounds about right. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh-huh. One of the, the other air marshal, he reminded me of Ellis <laughs> from Die Hard. Like that, <laughs> yeah. like that kind of like, hey, relax. Yeah, the, the cooked out guy. Yeah. Just like, hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, speaking of hacking, like I said, um, 
they are on a secure network on uh, they're on a secure phone network. And that, Liam, that confused me. And Liam Neeson is getting these random text messages yeah. from someone on the plane saying, "Hey, I want 150 million dollars wired transferred to this account." He gives him an account number, and in 20 minutes, someone will die. Set your set your watch to to 20 minutes. Yeah. So this part confused me as far uh-huh. as the secure network goes. Yes. So this this is the plane network that is secured. <laughs> so within within the plane network, which uh-huh. is a very small group of people. Uh-huh. There's a separate secure network. No, I on think the plane? I think the concept is like the phone network. Okay. So, but but his phone network is through the Wi-Fi at this point. Yes, because it's connected through the Wi-Fi. But I think in general, this is like if I'm a if I'm an FBI agent, this is a secure network, and you hacked my network. And why is it? It's 2014. Who the fuck still has a, a phone like that with with the keyboard? Yeah, where's the, your uh, where's the, your all the, touch? The slide, the slide yeah. away. Kind of phone is that? What was that a, what was that called? It's like a switch or something. I don't know. The um, there was a there was a fancy name for it. Everybody had it where you do the thing. And whoosh, oh, the, the whole thing flips around. Yeah, from T-Mobile. It was T-Mobile exclusive. Yeah, everyone was all about this for a while, and I was I don't like it. What was it called? Sidekick. There it is. Sidekick. Except this doesn't do the. Whoosh. Yeah. I don't know. It's keyboards. Yeah. The non-touch screen. I don't. I don't understand. What is what is that about? Well, it is a government job. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, um, they're not very high tech. Like I remember reading somewhere, I heard on some podcast that um, there's there's departments in the IRS that still save their stuff on floppy disks. No. Yes. Well, that might be a secure thing. Wait, floppy disk though? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some departments in the IRS they save their work on floppy disks still. So the government isn't always up to date with the newest I technology. I, I cannot. I, I I can't believe floppy. <laughs> Maybe the three and a half, uh, three and a half discs, but not a floppy. <laughs> That's what I read. Oh no! That's that's pretty much the ultimate secure thing, then, right? <laughs> who's gonna, who's gonna... yeah? But you can't save shit on that. <laughs> I know. What the? Yeah, at least who the knows three... how true that is? At least the three and a half, well, whatever you call those damn other ones, uh-huh. those, those smaller ones that are thicker yeah that stores more that's at least one megabyte mm-hmm. <laughs> which is enough for a, a document or two a couple yeah. documents these days uh but those other ones it's like 300 kilobytes i feel like or maybe i'm wrong maybe it's not a floppy maybe they they're still on dos it's it's something where or they're, tape. they're very they're very i think that might be it okay it might be tape and they're using dos still. okay it's, i think that's more believable tape i believe dos i, I don't i can't <laughs> there's no way what are they on abacus command or, uh, lotus one two three <laughs> command <laughs> command Enter, uh, yes, a CD, uh, uh, dot, 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 to go to the, okay. Wow. Real quick. I, I'm sure, I don't know if I asked this on our hackers episode. So since you've seen Mr. Robot now, yeah. I've always wondered this about hacking. Yeah. So Elliot, when he hacks, like, let's say when he hacked the network on the prison to get that guy out, right? To help that guy escape. Yeah. He's putting in stuff like C, C colon, n- random numbers, random letters, enter. The, the, Where is he getting how where is he getting this from to type like how does he know how to type like the, random the, letter random letter they're not they're not random letters or anything uh what, what, what the first thing you do is you type in a command mm-hmm. like um like a pseudo command or something that will gain you certain permissions to do certain things mm-hmm. and then from that point there's a bunch of there's a series of uh letters i don't think numbers so much uh to activate different parts of the same command mm-hmm. like run this command with this parameter um, the numbers are probably like IP addresses or, or different types of uh, subsections of, of data and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's, that's all legit type of stuff. I, I 
I can't do that stuff. I I, I, I know basic coding, uh-huh. but I do know enough coding to know that uh, the stuff that was was happening there, it, it, it could make sense. It sh- it would make sense to somebody that knows more than I do. Okay. But yeah, the letters numbers uh, th- those are probably like MAC addresses or serial addresses because uh, it looks like big C zero little a one five. Yeah, it looks like it's just random to me. I'm I'm pretty sure those are those are specific. Uh, like not networks, but they're tapping into certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, so I need to send this command to this camera, and this camera's ID is C one six five three L Bivor, whatever. Yeah. So this camera shut down. This camera shut down. Door number five six X one two three. That's like the game. Um, Watchdogs. That's the game Alexis was playing that yeah. one time I was here. Yeah, Watchdogs. Okay. Yep. It's good stuff. Yeah, the the, the coding world is. Crazy. Uh-huh. I, I barely scratch the surface. I have a bunch of like uh, scripts that I run at work to to make uh, a backing up and and programs open. But when I, before I even so I get to work, my computer's ready to go. Mm-hmm. I, all the programs, everything's open, everything is fine. But the the power of of just the little bullshit that I do. Yeah. It just it, expand that to what everything. And yeah. Yeah. You know the, you know the right codes. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So the, it's very exciting stuff. <laughs> so Liam Neeson's phone was hacked or his network, whatever, and yep. he's getting these messages. So he thinks it's the Ellis guy, the other marshal on board. He he thinks that that's him, like pr- playing a joke on him. Yeah, because the secure network only allows only people on the network, right? And this guy's on the network. Coincidentally, there's a second air marshal on this flight. <laughs> only the person that has thought? access. <laughs> Would yeah. have thought. Yeah, another air marshal. So do the wait? So do the uh, waitresses? Do the steward? <laughs> what are they called? Flight attendants. Do the flight attendants and the pilot know that Ellis is also an air marshal? They must know, right? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there's a talk about that. We have to confer with the other air marshals. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, so is that, does that mean every flight has two air marshals? <laughs> or is this just a weird freak coincidence? And there's there's procedures yeah, based off two. Remember they said protocols to consult the other air marshal? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was only one. I'm pretty sure it was only supposed to be one per yeah. plane. How many? Every other flight. Every, like, tenth flight. Yeah. Something crazy. Yeah. Well, it's random enough that... You probably don't have one, uh-huh. but often enough that freaks the terrorists out. That's, yeah. that's the idea, right? I'm pretty sure that's yes, what, what that sounds correct. <laughs> but there's two. Maybe it's an international flight. It's a bigger, bigger plane. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a long flight. They got they got to do shifts. You stay awake for the first half. Yeah, I'll wake up for the like second a half. Hour flight. Yeah. Uh, so he thinks it's Ellis fucking with him, and he goes, "No." So <laughs> so he looks at his phone, and he's like, "See, it's it's not me." So Liam Neeson's like, okay, whatever. So he's looking at his watch and he goes, okay, what's going to happen here? So uh, he kills Ellis exactly at the 20 minute mark. He's dead. Yeah. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. But I've, why do they go in the bathroom initially? That I'm trying to remember. Oh, Jesus. Because right. Liam Neeson kills Ellis in the bathroom. Yeah. Why? Why do they get in there? I, th- I think they're trying to confer about uh, oh, what's happening. Ellis what? offers him money. He's like, look, man, I can get you involved in the deal. Like he says something like yeah, that. I, I need this money. I'll split it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll cut you in. Yeah. And Leeson, Neil is like, wait a minute. What's happening here? So they try to draw the gun. They fight in the – have you ever been in a in an airplane bathroom? Yeah. I doubt you can have a fight in there. Yeah. <laughs> that got- move- Liam Neeson does a move where he shoves his thumb into his throat. Yeah. That – 
dude, I just doing this. I'm doing it right now. That yeah. fucking hurts, and yes. I'm like stopping myself. Yeah. Imagine a grown man just shoving his thumb up, up in yeah. there. That's no. It's, it's like right behind the lymph node or something. There's, there's, <laughs> there's definitely a pressure point there yeah. that, that messes you up. Uh huh. Yeah, but those bathrooms, very very tiny. Yeah. And um, apparently a lot of these flights have a slot for used razor blades. See. <laughs> 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 uh huh. Old Seinfeld uh, routine. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you for the last time. Good times. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So they, they, they get in a scuffle. The gun gets mean, pulled. I, I don't mean to go on another tangent. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but I found an article where it's like the things your brain doesn't remember correctly, and it was like a list. And okay. one of them was the where it said Jerry Seinfeld never said what's the deal with. That's oh, okay. people like imitating him, his style of observational comedy. Yeah. And the number one on the list was uh, Darth Vader never said, Luke, Luke I am, am your, your father. father. It's, yeah. it's no, no, I am your father. Yeah. What's the deal with? Yeah. He never once said that. Maybe not exactly that He just way. says, like, he just says, like, uh, what's up with lampshades? Yeah. Like, Doesn't he does that. to me what's going on with a yeah. bank. But he never goes, what's the deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that he's dead, he, like, snaps his neck. So Ellis is dead. Oh, back to the movie. Yeah. Oh, Seinfeld's still alive. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just, just uh, want to make sure. That's I don't want to scare anyone. Yeah, please. Uh, just like in Die Hard, Ellis dies. Right. Uh, and he f- searches his phone and he finds out somebody somebody else was texting Ellis. Hey, I know what's in your briefcase. Yeah. Meet me in the back. Meet me in the back. Uh, so I can throw my glasses at you. <laughs> Mr. Phelps. Yeah. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Yeah. Uh, so he opens his briefcase. <laughs> And he finds was on a train, which might be in the commuter. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll see one of those scenes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So he opens a uh, uh, Ellis's briefcase, and there's a giant thing of coke in there. Yeah. Now, here's my thing. The well, when we find out who the two bad guys are, yeah, did they know that this guy was trafficking? Were there was their intel so great that we have to find an air marshal who is smuggling drugs and threaten him somehow get a bomb in his case like do you, do you understand where i'm coming with this yes. like i don't know how that happened i don't know how they figured it out yeah well i don't know why he has a bomb in his briefcase <laughs> cocaine he... i get it smuggling yeah. cocaine fine but there's a bomb hidden in his cocaine it... so he knew there was a bomb on the plate what he knows he's walking on board with a bomb is, is then, it possible right? they went to the bathroom and put a bomb in there but then how did they get the bomb on there <laughs> Where did the bomb come from? Exactly. And if you have a bomb in the briefcase, why are you hiding it underneath cocaine? Y- yeah. If your end game is to blow up the plane, then it's just a bomb in a briefcase. Or a bomb in a bag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure x-rays can see through cocaine. Y- I, I, yeah. It's not lead. Oh, I, I read that somewhere. They don't really care about drugs anymore. They're just looking for knives and guns and bombs. Like, if, like, fantastic. Like, if, like, if they see like a little thing of like whatever, they're just like, ah, send it through, send it through. Oh, uh, what, what is it? Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, uh what is that? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, head drive with bowl, a scope on it. Bowling ball with a wick. Uh, yeah. we'll send it through. Some sort of a bowling ball candle. That's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, that's another side fill bit. <laughs> yeah. So, so he knew he was carrying a bomb in his briefcase. Yeah, so the TSA knew this. <laughs> Because they, they, they did the whole same thing, like, he's got a gun, fine, okay, standard uh, air marshal uh-huh. procedure. Uh, cocaine with bomb inside of it, standard air marshal procedure. Send it through, send it through. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of that, how did he get, how how did, so he either knew he had a bomb in there. Yeah. Or, where did the bomb come where from? Where did the bomb come from? 
the co- the cocaine going through uh, the TSA's fine. When, you, when the scanner mm-hmm. comes in, it's just it's a bag of what? There's no there's no metal there. Yeah. So it doesn't show up as, as probably as well in the X-ray machines. Uh-huh. So fine, cocaine, slide it right on in. A bomb behind the cocaine, that's going to set off alarms. Yeah. Not in this world. Did you ever see In the Line of Fire, that Clint Eastwood movie? I, did, uh, I, I, I think I started to watch it. He's like a, a secret, He's service? secret service agent. And Running next to a, the limo. Yeah. That's the cover, at least. So... Um, John Malkovich is threatening the president. And oh, he's threatening that he's going to kill him. So John Malkovich dresses as a priest. Okay, that sounds familiar. So to get through security, he has this big like wooden uh, cross around his neck. Right, and they're looking at it. That's the gun. He breaks the cross down right. into parts, and then he assembles it as a as a gun. And I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Yep, it's pretty good. That is smart. Pretty, pretty good. That is very Cyrus like. Yes, very very Cyrus the virus. Uh, so, uh. He calls he this is what this is the scene where he tells the pilot and uh, the one main stewardess chick like hey here's what's happening um I got this threat what do we do Well look they they, they tell him first and they're like well can we substantiate it like no we can't we just no way we don't know if it's happening or not Yeah so we got 20 minutes we're going to find out right okay mm-hmm. let's find out uh then he goes scuffle bathroom kills the guy comes back out so it's been 20 minutes anything happened and he lies and he goes no no I don't know. <laughs> No, everything's fine. Nothing. Doesn't tell anybody that that there's a dead man in yeah. the bathroom. So no one, fine. no one walked into that bathroom. Don't check the bathroom, but everything's fine. <laughs> Somebody's been in there for a long time. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Do not <laughs> yeah. Go, go in, in there. there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. So he calls TSA. Oh, I researched this. Uh, air marshals are under TSA. Okay. Oh, okay. They're so, a branch of the... I, I assume they were like their own thing. Yeah. But they just fall under TSA. Huh. So he calls... Wait, it, so, so it's not government. TSA is a government agency. I thought it was like a union type of... Separate. No, it's a government agency. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. So is DMV, right? Yeah, that's a government agency. Same assholes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, his normal supervisor who he was fighting on the phone isn't there, so he has to deal with this guy who's on the phone and they're like, listen, Marks, whatever his name is, Bill, listen, Bill, we ran the account. It's registered under your name. Yeah. And he's like, no, that's not possible. That that, that was the whole thing at the beginning. When he, Mm -hmm. when he first alerts the pilot and everything, like, um, we got this information. Here's the account number. We're on a trace. Uh, I want to, I want the passenger manifest. I want all these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to, we're going to solve this thing. And they're like, whoa, 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 Bill, uh, the accounts under your name. Yeah. Oh, what? Mm -hmm. That, That can't be. Which, if it was him, would it be smart? Yeah. Because, first of all, investigate this. Mm-hmm. All right. It's me? Nope. Can't be. If it was me, would I have told you to investigate this? Yeah, that's true. How dumb do you think I am? <laughs> so, he gains favor with the uh, stewardess, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, flight attendant. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like they've known each other before. Yeah. They go way back. Yeah. Just like the pilot, too. Mm-hmm. So They're all putty. They're yeah. all... Yeah, they all go to the same TSA parties, apparently. <laughs> and uh, so now he has to reset his watch yep. for the new twenty minutes. Now that he killed the guy, can you run a background check? Oh, it'll take about thirty minutes. Yeah, we don't got thirty minutes. We got twenty. Yeah, but nobody died, so it's fine, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. sure. Let's go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> so the next person who dies at the next twenty minute mark is the pilot. Yes. Which we don't know how. Yep. The pilot is just... 
he's he's been poisoned or he had a heart attack. Right. We don't know what's happening. Well, he has been poisoned, but we don't find that out until later on. Right. So he's like, <gasps> he has a heart attack. Right. So now the co-pilot is flying the plane. And he believes that um, he's still innocent. The co-pilot. Yeah. That snooty little British guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he fucking... Um, He's get he, his plan is to get the stu- the head uh, flight attendant and Julianne Moore because yep. when all this started she was sitting next to him so he knows for a fact that it's not her yeah she can't be texting she can't be texting because right. she's next to him the whole time unless so, uh huh there are apps that you schedule text messages yes so you can very easily from right next to you text text text, text delay two minutes put the phone down mm-hmm. oh so tell me why do you fly yeah yep boom oh. It wasn't me. I was my. You see my hand. You, as, the whole time you're having a conversation, you put your hands uh-huh. in front of their face. Bing! Oh, I. It could have been me. Yeah. I thought. I thought I was gonna be here for a while. You thought that was gonna be the twist. I that thought yeah. she was involved somehow. Yeah. Well, she's not. Yeah. <laughs> so, which which I'm glad she wasn't. Uh huh. Because I thought she was. Yeah. And if if that, that would have been true, then bad writing. Yeah. So but. he gets her to help him look. He he's gonna text the guy. Um. You know, to distract him. And then the stewardess right, what are you and the uh, and Julianne Moore, they're going to look at the live feed in the in the hole or the galley, whatever. Which, by the way, brilliant. It's pretty smart. Yeah. And everyone they see looking down, responding, circle with a with a, with a a marker, magic marker, um, C-35, yeah. B-15. Da, da, yeah. Da. Give me the names. Give me the mm-hmm. names. And blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Uh, so then he gets on board checks. and he goes, hello, I'm a, I'm a, uh, from, I'm a air marshal. Your plane has been selected for a random search. Yep. We'll now go section by section. We'll, we'll call, call you random, random names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we need random names. But first, we need uh, Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Then we need Mahmoud. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's all random. There's a Robin Williams joke. Right. One of his last <laughs> HBO specials. Yes. He goes, haven't been fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Akeem right. Bin Late, yeah. Judy Smith. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Weapons of Self-Destruction, I think, was, was it was called? No, it was the one before that, I think. Okay. It happened our senior... It came out our senior year in high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one with the, uh, with the whole... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is that one. <laughs> okay. That, that's the Robin Williams one. Oh, by the way, speaking of Mr. Robot, <laughs> the, um, the, Mus- the Muslim doctor, he's in Mr. Robot. Oh, is that right? He is the F. He's the corrupt FBI agent who is, uh, you know, the chick FBI agent. Yeah. You know her boss. Yeah. He, you know how he works for the Dark Army. Yeah. That's oh, him. Okay. That's him, dude. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Man, it's been I, it's been so long since I saw the Doctor Robot. All right. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh I didn't know it either because uh, I was just looking through the cast like. He kind of looks familiar, and I clicked on it and said Mr. Robot, and I'm like, who the fuck is he in Mr. Robot? So then I looked up, like, Mr. Robot, and I'm like, holy shit, he's the rat. He's the fucking FBI agent who's the rat. Okay. Oh, that FBI agent chick, the one with the kind of reddish hair? Yeah. Her mom is uh, Meryl Streep. That's oh. Meryl Streep's daughter. Wow. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that worked out. So they're doing random... <laughs> Back to the movie. They're doing random searches, and um, everyone's kind of going around the cabin, kind of like... Chit chatting, yeah, and then the black guy who in, who was in his way, he's talking to Julianne Moore, and she finds out that yeah, he uh, he's, in he's like he's like a tech yeah. guy who works with phones. He he can develop like apps and programs and stuff. Maybe he can help you somehow, right? And he goes, I need to set a what what is the thing? I need to send something. The, let's say a phone is on vibrate, it's uh-huh. on silent. I need to make it not silent not, and <laughs> ring. Uh-huh. Can you do that? 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I get. I, I can send a. I can, I can send a picture. Uh, a picture uh, MMS, uh-huh. and then that has a code inside of it. Not sure if this 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 part was a little we- shaky. It was a little iffy. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I don't think viruses work that way. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, everybody would be getting random <laughs> messages uh-huh. all day, every day, uh, yeah. from all these phishing places. Well, maybe because he hasn't invented it yet, because he his whole cover is I'm oh. a guy flying to England because I have a job interview and I want to show him this new program and blah 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 blah. Yeah, but I'm going to help you, stranger, with my patented <laughs> even though, technology. Even though we kind of have beef. Yeah, right. <laughs> Earlier in the movie. Now that you're an air marshal, okay, uh-huh. that's fine. Let me give you my uh, my IP, uh-huh. and then you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Uh, no. So as he's going through the random things, he gets Scoop McNurry, and he goes, what are you doing here? You told me you were going to, uh, yeah, to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. He goes, oh, I, some guy paid me 20 bucks to, yeah. to tell you that. Oh, it's a, it's a connecting flight through England. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's going through everybody. He, uh, he finds that guy. Uh, some guy paid me. Is he here? I don't know. He's here. Look around. Is he here? And he duct tape. Uh, he... What is he? He like duct tapes his hands, is right? It, is it because he doesn't have cuffs? He, right, or is he, it a zip tie or something? Yeah, yeah. He zip ties his hands. Yeah. So he's like dragging him through the fucking aisle by aisle by aisle. Yeah. And uh, the black guy says, oh, "Yeah, it, it takes about a half hour to do this program." And he looks at his watch. There's like eight minutes to go. He goes, "You got to make it faster." So while he's working on that, he f- runs into Scoob McNair. He's running him through aisle by aisle. And uh, he's like, find the man who who paid you to do that. And he's like, oh, I don't know what he looked like. Yeah, over there. I think he's oh, there. please, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, please. He's one of them, aren't you? <laughs> and uh, he gets he, he's like, oh, he's over there. Drags him across the aisle. Uh-huh. Um, he drags him through an aisle mm-hmm. to get to him. And oh no, sorry, that was not the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. My bad. All right, mm-hmm. banker, uh, banker. <laughs> So now he's like, all right, well, you're still a suspect. You stay over there. And uh, now we're waiting for the text to go through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes through, starts ringing. Whoa. On, a, on this random guy. Yeah. It's, uh, what did he say? Was it? Was he a banker? Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was a banker. Oh. Uh-huh. And he's denying, no, it's not me. I swear. Yeah, I've never seen that phone before in my life. My phone's over here. Yeah. That's not my phone. My phone's here. Yeah. Like, all right, well, uh, and then he dies. Yeah. How does it... he just like falls over? He's like, oh, that's right. That's right. Like the pilot. Yeah. And at this point, he uh, he already searched the terrorist guy. Um, everyone, the, the guy that everybody wants to be a terrorist, basically. Uh-huh. Well, no, no, the cop. It was like the New York cop. Oh, yeah. Corey Stoll. He was, did you watch Ant Man? Yeah. He's the yellow jacket. Right. He looks a lot like uh, Bruce Willis' son <laughs> from Die Hard. Five from the Russia with Russian Love. one, yeah. Uh, he was he was also one of the uh, in in the I I Frankenstein. He was one of the lead angels. Yes, he was. Yeah, it looks like I don't, I don't think it's the same guy, but they look very similar. Uh, what is his name? He's Captain Boomerang in uh, Suicide Squad. Is he? Yeah. What the son from uh, Jai Courtney? Uh, is it Jai Courtney? How do you spell that? J A I. C O U R T N E Y Jai Courtney. He, yeah, man. He's Captain Boomerang in in Suicide Squad. Holy yeah. hell! Is it with the long hair. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was John McClane's son. I might be thinking of the wrong. Yeah, he is. He was. Look at that. He was Jack McClane. Yeah. Which we saw in Die Hard One as a child. As a child. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we saw his sister yeah. who showed up in part four. In part four. Right. With the, uh, with the, the Mac guy. Yeah. Justin Long. <laughs> who would have thought that one day those two kids would grow up and, oh, God, dude. You know there's a Die Hard prequel coming, right? Yeah. Where it's, it's John McClane as a cop. I don't know. Uh, when he's young. I don't, I don't know, know if I told you this. They said. It's got to be Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Only person that can play a young uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> well, I found this out that um, he, Bruce Willis is still going to be in this movie, but it's going to take what? place in two different timelines. It's not like Looper. Oh. So it's like it's like I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to fight some terrorist somewhere as old John McClane, and I'll be like, oh, man, this takes me back to those days, and they'll show him as a young cop. And I have a feeling I don't like it. whoever he stopped as the young cop came back, oh. I'm going to get you, McClane. Okay. I don't know if that's a storyline. That's just a white random guess. But they're going to do that. It's going to be present day, and they're going to flash back to 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 the past when he was like a rookie cop or something. That would be the best way to do it. Yes, because it bridges the gap. Yes, at least you can't just throw a new, or maybe you can't just throw a new McLean at me <laughs> without showing me the old McLean. Yeah. If the old McLean does not approve, and I don't see him approving uh-huh. via visual media, uh-huh. I, I will not be on board. But Unless it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but <laughs> with the makeup and the face, who gives a shit about John McClane before the first die? I don't give a fuck about him as a cop back in New York before Nakatomi Plaza. Like, who cares? I don't know. Because, well, part of that makes him w- w- the badass that he is. Like it's the same way, like with the John Wicks. I want to see sequels or prequels, not sequels. I want to see how John Wick oh, became John how Wick. He used to be yes. like, this badass. What got him to this point? Okay. Because See, that makes sense. Yeah. Because he's like an assassin everybody is afraid of. He's, he's the baddest but ass of all John time. John McClane is just a street cop. Yeah. He's just a cop. Who cares? He wasn't stopping terrorists back in New York. Otherwise, he wouldn't be so shocked by all of this. Exactly. Which, which he obviously exactly. was. Exactly. That's a very good point. Damn it. Yeah, he can't, you can't do prequels. Yeah, who, care, who cares about him as a street cop No, on his rookie no, no, beat? No, Nakatomi Plaza was his defining moment. Exactly. You can't have a, a previous defining moment. Yeah. Because that, that, that undercuts... The defining moment yes. that we know. Ah, and that oh, undercuts. I'm off board again. And that, <laughs> and that undercuts part two, where he says, "How can the same shit happen to the same guy twice?" Twice. <laughs> that That's was right. the second time it's happened to him. <laughs> what significant thing did he fight in New York? His like rookie year. Unless it was like purely circumstantial, uh-huh. type of, but it would have to take like a, it would have to be a comedy, yeah. Where it was like John McClane did like accidentally like oh throws something over the balcony and nails a bad guy, uh-huh. and that foils his whole plan. <laughs> but he has no idea that he was impacted at all. Uh-huh. But that bad guy knows, and now he's coming after him. That's the only way they can. Or pull the that bad out. guy's son is coming after. It's going to be something like that. Yeah, but that's taken too. That's what it's taken too. Yeah. Is, right. Yeah. Ugh. Oh shit. I just pulled an exception. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot to switch the camera back. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, that's for the uh, people that are watching on Facebook. Yeah. You podcasting, I have no idea what just happened. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> he goes back. Uh, so Liam Neeson's like, man, I need to smoke. <laughs> like, this shit's too much. <laughs> like, three people have died on my watch. I need to take a break. So he goes in the bathroom and he lights up and he notices that the, that the, that the smoke from a cigarette is being sucked in through a hole. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure there are alarms <laughs> in the bathrooms. In fact, well, I, well, he puts tape on a sensor, but still, I no, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. But uh, I, I actually seen videos on Facebook on how to disable the smoke detector in the bathroom uh-huh. for those that need to smoke. Uh-huh. It, it's like a five to ten minute process. Oh, like, it's not just no. d- uh, duct taping the fucking nope. sensor. You got to go in and cut <laughs> wires. Duct taping the sensor. Come on, 
you get you need a lot of duct tape, which I feel like they won't let you on board with duct tape. Yes. There's no way. You're right, Adam. Yeah. There's no way. Uh. <laughs> so he noticed that his smoke is being sucked in through a hole, and it's behind the paper towel dispenser. It looks like he rips it open, and he sees a hole that leads into – it's a direct line of sight into the captain's seat. Right. So he goes, and he inspects the body of the banker, <laughs> uh-huh. and he discovers a little dart. Yeah. And – um he uh, he goes to the old lady and says, "Hey, uh, did you did you notice anyone who went in after you went to the bathroom around the time uh, like the pilot died?" She's like, "Yeah, I think it was that uh, that uh, that redhead chick who sits next to you." Yeah, the one you've been trusting this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> we think she's guilty of something. Uh huh. And then she convinced, "No, no, 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 no!" Like, I'm not. Yeah, he he goes up to her he, and he's real aggressive. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I trusted you, and no, uh, why'd you want the wing? Why'd you want to sit next to me? Why, why did you want the, uh, the window seat? Mm-hmm. And then she does a whole breakdown like, oh, it's because of uh, – I forget why. Or, or, uh, she had some sort of near-death experience, I think. She had a massive heart attack or something. Yeah. So now she flies because she doesn't know when she's going to die. So she wants to see everything she can see. She wants see. to see the world. Take in the everything she can take in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wants free love and peace, man. Mm-hmm. So she convinces her him that she's innocent. Right. Two planes fly up next to him like an Air Force One. Well, there's another, another thing that bothered me. Yeah, she she was like in the uh, the flight attendants area drinking the liquor. Uh huh. And then uh, after she tells the sob story, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, my bad." He pours her a drink mm-hmm. out of a proper bottle, uh, like like an actual bottle. I thought the whole thing on the flights was all oh, single you know, serving. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Everything's supposed to be everything single is serving. single serving. Yeah. Because that, because you don't want to take the risk of a big bottle, because you can use it as a weapon or or right. is it's single serving and it's plastic. Yes, he's got he's got a straight <laughs> up like whiskey. Like this is oh, let me pour you the good stuff. Yeah, like what are the, the good stuff? Where'd that come from? Why do you have the good stuff? <laughs> the whole point of this is that is to refer class first class only. Is that maybe that's that's what it is? Uh huh. I don't know. I'm not a flight attendant, so I don't know the rules of the liquors. Yeah. So like in Air Force One, these two planes fly two two fighter jets fly up behind them. And there's a news yeah. report coming on saying that <laughs> fucking Liam Neeson is hijacking yeah. the plane. <laughs> and everyone is watching the same news feed, same news channel. Have you ever been on a plane where everyone's watching the exact same thing? No. Never. Nobody's watching live TV. There's only been one case of this happening. When me and Sarah were flying back from Seattle to L.A., it was during the baseball playoffs. Oh, and that's it was a on, different and, story. And it was on uh, – we flew JetBlue, which has direct TV. So, like, half the people on there were watching the Dodgers in the – not the World Series. They were still in the playoffs. They were playing the Cubs. Okay. Okay. That I, I get. Was, I was going to say Giants because that's how far behind I am. That I get. Okay. That I get. All right. You're, we're flying into L.A. Yes. It's the L.A. Dodgers in the playoffs. Yes. That I get. Right. But everyone's watching fucking CNN on the plane. Yeah. In, in most cases, you, you and your neighbor uh-huh. have two different movies on. And even though you have your headphones for your movie, you're uh-huh. watching theirs. Yeah, yeah. You kind of glance over, like, like, "What the fuck is he watching?" What is that? Maybe I should switch to that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I got the wrong channel on. But there. everyone's watching this live news feed. Yeah, news especially. Who can? You're not <laughs> watching news on the plane. News on the plane on your way to a vacation yeah. or whatever. You're heading to England. You're trying to get away from America. Yeah. Why are you watching American news? You're gonna see. Believe me. Yeah. You want to see this guy? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> on your whole flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then he's told by the by the by the by the terrorist on the phone. Uh, there's a bomb on the plane. Figure it out. 
And then he's like, wait a minute. So he goes back to the cocaine and he's, that's where he f- discovers the bomb and the bomb triggers itself automatically at 30 minutes. Yeah. So he has 30 minutes to disable the bomb or to do the proto, what is safety protocol? You fly down it to 8,000 feet. It, yep. Where the plane depressurizes on impact. So you put every suitcase and everything you can in its way. Yeah. So you, you put the bomb against the, the door, the door that's in the rear of the plane. Uh huh. And then you stockpile you everything stuff else. everything on it to, to cushion the, the blast as much as you can. Right. It sounds feasible. I feel like that's a real thing. Yeah. I'm sure it could be, but you're, you're assuming a lot of things here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, how big the explosion is actually going to be. Uh-huh. How many things you need to shield from that explosion. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they had maybe one suitcase too little because there was some explosion backlash. <laughs> on one guy. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. just the one. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's not a science. Uh-huh. And in fact, they even say like uh, it's never been done often, before. <laughs> yeah, what are the chances of this working? Well, it's never been done. It's only in theory. Yeah, only in theory. <laughs> no, these, these kind of things that become plans for the marshals, they have. They're not theory. To be, yes, <laughs> it's yes. No, we know for a fact because we've tested it. Yes, over and over again, uh-huh. we've blown up so many planes <laughs> testing this out. Yeah, with zero casualties, uh-huh. and now we know this works. Yes, it's not like oh, so I read this article online and. Um, <laughs> Air Marshal uh, Daily, uh-huh. that uh, somebody thought maybe you could shield yourself from an explosion uh-huh. if you did this. No, no, no. <laughs> These are things that are tested. It doesn't become, it doesn't go in the handbook to be trained to the Air Marshals if it's not going to work. Yes. So, fine. Yeah. Great. Uh, he's yeah, ev- ev- everything in law enforcement or the military, there is no – in theory, this will – no, it's been tested. It works. Let's move That's on. That's why everything's so expensive. Yes. You think you spent $2 million on a hammer? <laughs> 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 you defended state. <laughs> yes. Or remember in Armageddon <laughs> when they – when Bruce Willis sees that NASA ripped off his, uh, his armadillo? Yeah. And uh, he's going through it and he goes, yeah. what does this cost, $50,000? <laughs> and it's like some like wrench. Yeah. It's a giant wrench. That's right. <laughs> Oh man! So when he discovers there's a bomb, the passengers turn on him. It's it's Corey stole the cop. Yeah, well, because they they all saw the news article. They all the saw news. the news. They're like, yeah. "We got to take this guy out." Right. It's him, Doctor Dre. The if you watch Doctor Dre, yeah, if you watch Straight Outta Compton, the guy who plays Doctor Dre is oh. in this movie. Oh, okay, I did not watch it. Yeah, well, the guy who plays Doctor Dre, he's in this movie. He's the he's the other black guy, the one that's being a dick for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's him and like other people, and they try to like take him down. Dude, they hit him over the head with with a fucking fire extinguisher, and Liam Neeson doesn't go down. Fine, man. And Liam Neeson, all that that hair dye makes the skull really really (laughs) thick. Liam Neeson's doing like kung fu chops. Yeah, and he takes everyone down, and this fucking guy won't go down. Yeah, he's a big fucking guy. Yeah, well, he's got a very specific set of skills. Yeah, (laughs) that uh, avoid head trauma. And for all we know, he's drunk. He's fucking drunk out of his mind. Probably. That's right. That's right. Imagine there's some alternate scenario where, like, this was all taking place in his mind. Right. Because he's just <laughs> fucking blacked out drunk. Yes. <laughs> so he, like, says, I'm a, I'm a horrible father. Like, he gives some speech. Yeah. Everything you said, everything you've heard is true. I am an alcoholic. I am a horrible father. I had a daughter. Uh-huh. I did things. Um, I wasn't there for her because I was a coward. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm trying to save you. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay. We believe you. Slow clap. <laughs> All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. So somebody uploaded from the plane a YouTube video. On the secure network. On the secure network. Right. 
that of what's happening. Yes. And he goes to the kid and he goes, "Give me your phone." And he sees that the uh, that Scoop McNeary, as he's dragging him through the plane, he yeah. he notices that he puts the uh, the dart in the banker. Right. In, uh, in the banker. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. And that's when he figures out, oh shit, it's him. Yep. So now he's all gun ho about it, and uh, well, first he, he makes up with the uh, the guy that I thought was John McClane's son, uh-huh. uh huh, the New York cop. Yeah, I'm like all right, all right. So we're on the same team now. Here's a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take down this sob whenever yeah. we get a chance. Uh, so as soon as uh, was it was McNeary? What you call him? Scoot McNeary. That's his. That's his actual name. Oh, his actual. Yeah, Scoot McNeary. All right, Tom Bowen is his uh, movie name. Yeah. Uh, he's like all right. So now we're gonna. So he figures out, like, oh, he's onto me. Mm-hmm. So he goes, he grabs the gun from the guy. Who's, damn it. Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Austin Riley in the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he, pull, he pulls the gun over, like, ah, and, and then pulls the trigger, tries to, tries to shoot Liam Neeson uh, or Rachel Agul. And, uh, <laughs> dude, you're going all over the place. Yeah. I know. I'm, yeah. It's too much. Well, you're not good with names. Yeah. We've established that. Right. Uh, and it's, there's a fire, it's uh-huh. a blank. So he, they get you know, more scuffle and whatnot, and um, he, his, he reveals the the James Bond the, the double cross plot. Oh right, where right. he gives away his whole thing. He's yeah. like, my my didn't his dad die in like nine eleven or something? Yes. So he wants to show the world something that, like that. Yeah, he wants to show the world that um, Air Marshal failed my father once. So I'm going to show how flawed <laughs> the system is. So therefore, I'm going to make all the Air Marshals pay, mm-hmm. starting with you. Because you're the air marshal that failed. Was he drunk or something? Did they say why he failed? No. Okay. He just failed. Yeah. He was on the plane. Didn't save his dad. Yeah. Wait. It could have been 9-11. No, it couldn't have been. Because yeah, air marshal started as a result of 9-11. Yeah. Plus also, if he failed his dad and the plane went down, then he'd also be dead. That's true. <laughs> but anyway. It doesn't he, matter. He failed the father. The father died. Mm-hmm. All right. So now he wants to take down all of America, basically. All air marshals. <laughs> yeah. But then you find out that the black guy, the the coding guy, he's his partner. He's scooping near his partner in the movie. Yeah. Which and, didn't need to happen, I don't think. And he discovers, well, you'll never get the money. Oh, well, the $150 million goes into a trust under your name. So when you die, you know, it goes to the person who... It goes to 10 different accounts. And those accounts go to 10, 10 different other accounts. accounts and they go and, to 20 other accounts, right. right? And they're all in the Caymans. Yes. I'm sure. Probably. So they... Um, so they reveal their master plan. Yep. And uh, he's banking that this co-pilot's going to 8,000 feet. Yeah. Because they were, he was, the co-pilot was told by the, the Air Force, by the jets. Yeah, the, the douchebag on the ground. If you fucking, yeah. <laughs> if you descend yeah. past where you are, we're going to blow you out of the sky. Right. Did they explain why that is again? Uh, it's because they're so close to city level that they'd have no, okay. So if you blow a plane up <laughs> in 20,000 feet, it's not going to affect the population below? Um. I think they're gambling that it's that the pieces will maybe fly out or burn out. It won't be as big of an impact. I don't know. It doesn't make I, sense. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Just do not descend. Why? Because that will ruin the movie. Well, no, they're well, they're still technically over water because they have to go to Iceland. Eventually, where they land is Iceland. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing they're still over water. So, th- so, so what, what, so they, what's if, the harm in descending then? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the intent that they're going to land. I don't that, know. It's a terrorist action to descend to 8,000 feet. If you're, if you're at 8,000 feet, yeah. you're a terrorist. Uh-huh. You have to blow you up. Uh, I don't know. Was, is, was that John Cusack on the floor? Do not shoot that plane down. 
We got people on there. Those are my people. Uh, there's mostly convicts. No, there's an innocent man on there. He's helping us. Oh, yeah. From Conair. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So the co-pilot is like, well, I feel like we're going to die anyway, so yeah. fuck it. Starts descending. And then the jets fl- chase after him. Wouldn't they shoot him down right there? Apparently not. They don't. They let him yeah. live. Again, this was never tested in real life. This yeah. is all speculation. This was also in uh, Air Marshal's Daily mm-hmm. that uh, we should shoot them down. But we won't. But we won't. So uh, everyone's flying. The, the fucking beverage cart flies at Liam Neeson. Have you ever seen how heavy that thing is? <laughs> Oh yeah, have you, has, have you, has that ever accidentally ran into your leg or something? Oh no, no, no. it's very heavy. No, but I, I see them struggling with it. This thing is flying in midair. It hits Liam Neeson, and he lives. Well, they are in a zero gravity. I know, but area, it's, but right? it's still heavy. I don't know if gravity affects weight. You know, maybe it weighs nothing. Again, all the hair dye to the skull, <laughs> maybe it just makes it thicker. So the pilot's going down. 8,500 feet, 8,400. And then once he starts leveling, then everyone whoop, everyone goes back to where they were. But there's a gun in the air. So Liam Neeson, being the badass that he is, he grabs the gun, turns around, boom, shoots uh, Scoot McNeary in the head. Right. Then he tells the black guy, uh, the black guy goes, I'm getting off this plane one way or another. Yeah. Meanwhile, he, well, first of all, he tried to talk <laughs> the black guy into uh, being a good guy. Yeah. And then he gets shot by McNeary. Yeah. Like, uh, hey. That guy's a dick. We're all going to die. Uh, there's no way we're not going to die. Uh-huh. So you can save all of us and screw this guy over. Mm-hmm. And he starts to, shoots him. So he should be dead. We, yeah. we think he's d- Yeah, we think he's dead. Yeah. So the black Turns guy out, comes so up and he's like, he's like, I'm getting off this plane one way or another. And they had parachutes. Yeah. Okay. These guys, their plan is to escape by parachute. Wouldn't the authorities be like, look for the two guys stranded in water? Yeah, maybe, with maybe parachutes. The, maybe the jets uh, that are following them. Like, <laughs> hey, what for the those hell? Things. What is that? Was that? Did somebody just jump off that plane? <laughs> eh, don't worry about it. Uh, no, yeah. it's like, oh, uh, yeah, terror situation on a plane. Uh-huh. E- either a, he's a hostage that escapes. We must rescue him. Or b, he's, he's a terrorist who escaped. escaped. We need to apprehend him. Yeah. yeah. This is a flawed plan. Yes. Damn it. Everything up to this point I thought was clever. Uh-huh. Now, talking about it out loud. Yeah. That was their plan? <laughs> that was their plan. Because as the bomb keeps counting down, the black guy keeps telling them, two minutes, two minutes until it goes off. We got to get out of here. And they bring out their parachutes. <laughs> yeah. That's a big red flag, dude. A, a commuter jet and then two parachutes <laughs> come yeah. out of there. And then it explodes? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> The only okay when again you, when best you, case scenario when you flew the to, only witnesses yeah. we have left mm-hmm. are there yeah everyone else is dead it exploded uh-huh. we need to find them so when you flew to China did they give you your parachute before you <laughs> you, you took off no 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 there's no there's no parachutes yeah in fact it it took me um oh shit ten hours into like a fourteen hour flight uh-huh. to realize there was an outlet underneath my seat that I could have used oh. to watch my goddamn movies on my computer <laughs> the entire time damn that sucks yeah. Because the, the thing in front of me showed outlets are here, but they're not there. We had that coming back from New York. Yeah. Me and Sarah. I was like, where the fuck are these goddamn outlets? And, I had, and I had to like dig yeah, to find my outlet. It wasn't until I looked across and I saw somebody else like digging underneath their seat to pull out the charger. I'm like, <gasps> there's been an outlet the entire time. <laughs> I was so pissed. Uh. I had movies on my computer ready to watch, mm-hmm. but I couldn't because my battery sucked. Ugh, what a, what an outrage. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's the worst problem that anybody's ever had in their entire life. When they're flying to China yeah. and they can't watch a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, good God. So uh the <laughs> the uh so the black guy goes, I'm getting off this plane one way or another, and he has like a knife, and Liam Neeson's holding his parachute, and he goes, am I standing in your way? So they have some knife fight, right? and he takes him the out. The same line has been used four times already mm-hmm. with, between the same guys again. And then the, the bomb goes off, and the they miss that one uh, piece of luggage that would have prevented the, the bomb vaporizes the black guy. Yep. Tears it, 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 <laughs> the bomb explodes and goes five aisles <laughs> just far enough to get him yeah. and nobody else. Yeah. And good night. There's a giant hole in the plane, but they're depressurized. So the pilot, the co-pilot has to land the plane. Everyone's like, hold on. They land. And then uh, the cops show up and they, f- they find, figure out that Liam Neeson wasn't the terrorist. It was uh, these two. Yep. And uh, the, the head stewardess tells the captain, all, uh, all passengers accounted for are, are accounted for. Now yep. you had one vaporized. You had one probably sucked out of a plane. Yeah. You have one with his neck snapped in the bathroom. You right. got a dead pilot and you got a dead banker. Those are five that are not accounted for. Nah. Well, I guess. Well, technically, they are accounted for, but they're well, not one. One had to have been that. There was a couple. Nah. Yeah, one's out of the plane for sure. Yeah, one for sure is out of the plane. Yeah. Oh, the whole emotional scene was about the uh, the, the kid because the reason apparently the reason he's such a, a dickhole is because he lost his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like uh, eight years old. Yeah, she, she had cancer or something, mm-hmm. and, and he he wouldn't go visit her because he was scared. Yeah, uh, he didn't know how to deal with it. Right, but she also had a fear of flying, and that's where the ribbon comes in yes. from earlier. Uh, she used to he used to tie the ribbon around her hand and say, "This is a magical ribbon," mm-hmm. which, by the way, is an, is an effective tool as a parent to oh, a I'm child. Sure it is. Yeah. It's very effective. Mm-hmm. This thing has magical properties, uh-huh. and um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's 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 pretty much a placebo before they can take pills. Yes. Uh, which effective, and uh, there's a point where the daughter almost gets sucked out of the plane, and then uh, she gets sucked back in mm-hmm. uh, because Liam Neeson saved her. So he pretty much redeemed himself as a father. Yes. So that's another emotional thing that happens because mm-hmm. fatherhood things, and uh, yeah, it's basically and the it. plane lands, and then he's cleared of all charges. And then the t- the TSA guy who was breaking his balls called him, and he goes. You know, you have to turn that money back in. Yeah. And oh, he goes, what this, money? This is my personal cell phone. Uh, <laughs> I will never admit this conversation happened. Uh-huh. Uh, I was wrong about you. You're mm-hmm. a great guy. Don't quote me on that, yeah. basically. Yeah. And uh, we're going to need that money back. Yeah. And, and then Liam Neeson goes, what money? And then the guy laughs like, ha. <laughs> oh, you're the joker I always need to be for the entire time I've known you. And then click. And I'm like. Did that money actually go through that account? Does he <laughs> keep the, the money? No, it's, it's got to it's go back. Yeah, I know. It was poor attempted. It was poor to the human. Yeah. And then Julianne Moore and him kind of flirt, and yeah. you, you think that's going to be a thing, and then the movie ends. Yep. So talking about it more, it, you don't like it as much? No, it's, it's much worse talking about it. This is the exact opposite of the producers. <laughs> the producers I came in hating, by the end, I was like, you know what? I was wrong about this movie. Yeah. You know what? Uh, sea Salt... Not so bad after all. Yeah. All right. This one, I came in like, I, I liked it more than I thought. Uh-huh. Talking about it. No. <laughs> what, what, what was better? Die Hard 2 or this one? Because they're both terrorists. Well, Die Hard 2, he's also in an airport. And he's also on. Yeah. So it's not really. And then you don't really remember Passenger 57. Ah, never mind. Forget to ask that. All right. I just, I just thought that this was like boring. I thought they were trying to be too clever. With what they were trying to do, they, I thought they were being clever. Oh, okay, in, 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 until we started talking about it and we started finding all the the holes and yeah. everything. 
Smoking on the plane? Come on, Air Marshal. I don't know. I just feel I was really bored watching this one. Okay. I, I, I was okay with it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was at the fine. Time, at the time. The first, like, 20 minutes are really slow. Yeah. And then when the whole the thing with Ellis, that picks it up a little, and then it gets slow again. And then the, the final I did showdown. like this more than Flight Plan. Flight Plan to oh, me yeah. was... That was super slow. It was very slow and such a low payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. It was just like a womp, womp. Yeah. This, I don't know. It was more of a journey, but still not, not a good one, apparently. Yeah. Well, that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of them, but we have zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics. Do you want to hear good reviews or bad reviews? Let's start with the bad. Okay. Todd McCarthy of Variety says, A jerry-rigged terror-on-a-plane thriller with a premise so far-fetched as to create a degree of suspense over how the writers will r- wiggle out of the knot of their own making. I don't agree with that one. Okay. Carrie Darling of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram says, Nonstop is an efficiently made exercise in airplane claustrophobia that takes off well enough but then crash lands in the third act under the weight of its red herrings, improbability, and plot holes. Okay. More true now than <laughs> we first started the podcast. Okay. And finally, Stephanie <laughs> Zacharek of Village Voice says, Nobody's demanding an action thriller plot that's 100% plausible, but is 55% too much to ask for? <laughs> And now the good reviews. Chris Nashawati of Entertainment Weekly says, At a certain point, either you'll fasten your seatbelt and go with nonstop's absurd Looney Tunes logic, or you won't. Against my better judgment, I went with it. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Claudia Puig of USA Today says, What it lacks in believability, it makes up for in strong performances. <laughs> so both reviews were like, yeah, it's a dumb movie. Yeah. But. But. And finally, Rafer Guzman of Newsday says, what it lacks in believability, it makes up poor and strong. No, I, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, like, I reread wow. that first one. No. Nonstop, maybe a tad derivative. You could call it Sky Hard. And its ending crash lands <laughs> in more ways than one. When all its engines are firing, however, it's a heck of a ride. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is part of the show where I make Adam... Guess the score of the movie based on his Rotten Tomatoes score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Uh, let's go with the audience first. Okay. I'm just going to say new, big okay. no. <laughs> well, because aside from the trailer... Which you weren't sold on. I haven't seen anything. I've never heard anything about it. You don't hear people talk about it. No. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a bad sign off the bat. Uh, Watching it, I would have given it a higher rating until we started talking about it. So I'm going to go with a 24. From the audience. From the audience. 63. It is fresh with the audience. These are probably the the, the taken Liam Mason fans. No, Everyone that rated this has actually been taken. (laughs) And they're being held hostage. You need to rate this high. Or we're going by to they're being held by uh, by the producers of this movie, right? Exactly. <laughs> by the uh, was it Bialystok? Bialystok in Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, critics. Critics are not going to be that for now. These are the critics. Critics are going to be real bad mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed it when it first came in because uh, I I don't know low expectations probably. Mm-hmm. These critics are going to, for a living, they see these things, mm-hmm. and they're going to see the plot holes before we talk about it on a podcast. Uh, 63s, that's throwing me off. I'll go 39. 
59%. It is barely what? <laughs> rotten on the fresh. It's right on that border. Huh. I don't see it, dude. I don't get it. Not that I don't, high. Know, I don't know what they're no, saying no. that it makes it that high. It's got Liam Neeson's got to be just. He's the he's the it guy right now. He's the it guy. Yeah. He's the it action guy. All his movies come out in like the dump months. All these actiony movies, shocking. Like, like Taken Two, Nonstop, The Commuter. It's all coming out January February. But you know the dump the dump month thing isn't really true anymore because Black Panther comes out in February. Now they're putting now they're putting these big like comic book movies okay. in these dump months. No, there's nothing else to watch. Might as well get oh, them starting De- early. Deadpool was also February. Mm-hmm. That was Valentine's Day. Yeah, that was and that was a good one. Yeah. So Black Panther, I'm not real excited about. Yeah, it's a superhero movie for me, so I'm yeah. gonna pass. Actually, there is one superhero movie coming up that I am interested in: the uh, New Mutants. Have you seen a trailer for that? No. It's an X-Men movie, and the director has said, you know how Logan was like sort of a Western movie? Yeah. This is a horror take on the X-Men universe. Oh. It's about a, it's about a group of young teenagers who are developing their powers. Okay. And they're all in a mental hospital. Oh. And in the mental hospital, there's like some freaky shit going on, dude. So it's like an X-Men tale in with a horror setting. Interesting. Yes. That one I'm, I'm that's on a, board. That's a, that's a reality yes. for sure. And also, I'm, I'm intrigued as well. Yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. <laughs> He's been in a lot of the movies we're doing. And since we love him, we decided to ask, what role would Giamatti have had in this movie? I could see him as being either of the pilots, the co-pilot or the main pilot. I could see him being the banker guy. <laughs> like, I've never seen that phone. Yeah. He could be the banker. He could be Ellis. <laughs> a sleazy uh, drug drug mule. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> the the Ellis, the, the, Ellis. Other the, the other air marshal. marshal. Okay, guy. that would make the most sense. Now it's time for. Tri- I see the panic on his face. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I'll cut you in, man. Come on, <laughs> yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come with me with this one. Come yeah, on. I can see that. <laughs> now it's time for trivia. This is the part of the show where I give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. From the moment Bill Marks, Liam Neeson, starts his announcement to the passengers and crew about phone inspections to the moment he duct tapes Tom Bowen, Scott McNary, Scoot McNary. The scenes all play out in one single take. I didn't notice that. All right. Uh, the set for the plane was built slightly larger than a standard commercial airliner to accommodate ne- Liam Neeson's six foot four height for filming. Wow, it's a big motherfucker. Yeah. No wonder the fire hydrant didn't take him down. <laughs> and finally, Liam Neeson has frequently been cast as an American agent or soldier, but this is a rare film where his Irish accent, which Neeson uses in most of the most of his films, is acknowledged and explained. Because mm. they give the whole background. He's an Irish... Um, yeah. He's an Irish citizen. He could be IRA for all we know. Uh-huh. Finally... That's, that's a complaint yeah. that is often made about Schwarzenegger. They never explain where why, the hell his why, accent comes from. Yes. Like in Jingle All the Way, he's like a mattress salesman in, yeah. in the Midwest. And he talks like that? <laughs> you gotta, there's got to be a little bit of exposition for that, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, he just got here from yeah. so-and-so. Yeah. Fine. Oh, he's from New Orleans. Maybe that's maybe that's his thing. <laughs> like in the disaster <laughs> Yeah. It's a, it was a, I saw it, by the way. I saw the disaster artist. Oh, nice. I enjoyed it. I, I, I did not like Franco's uh, impression, though. After after hearing the the whole the, the book Disaster mm-hmm. Artist by um, uh, Greg Mark Greg Sestero yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greg Sestero uh-huh. that after that voice is stuck in my head is like mm. that is great. his impression it's perfect 
It was a perfect impression. And then Franco's is kind of like, I see what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you know this. James Franco won Best Actor in a Comedy Musical at the Golden Globes. Yeah. And he brought Tommy on stage. Did he? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So there's a good chance he's going to be nominated for an Oscar, and there's a good chance he could win. Wow. And he said, Tommy will be my date to the Oscars. Tom- and by the way, Tommy will take that as a victory. Yes. Dude, just the fact that he's on stage at the Golden Globes that's is it. a victory in itself. That's That's been his dream. Yeah. That's been his dream. He did it. It's yeah. come full circle. The the whole reason that the room uh, I feel like we talked about this already, but uh-huh. uh, it was released for two weeks only, and then pulled off because it needs to a movie needs to be out for two weeks to, to at be least considered for an Oscar to be considered. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> so he's in. So if this movie wins something, he's indirectly won one. Yeah. No, no. In his mind, he has directly won one. I know, but I'm saying yes. indirectly, it's like oh, he's won one. So great. Yes. By the way, did you see the uh, the the tag scene? Yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you saw it? I, okay. I finally saw it. Okay, it's great. It was it was interesting. Yeah, it was uh it, it was it was it was better acting than the room had it all together. <laughs> yes. Shit, I'm gonna watch that again right now. Uh, finally, money makes oh, the world go round, or Bialystock in Bloom. Bialystock in Bloom. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year, so we get to feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for nonstop. Fifty million dollars, goddamn! Who you think you got, Chelsea Clinton? Yeah, Kelsey Carter. Is it is it Kelsey or Chelsea? <laughs> Chelsea. So the budget fifty million <laughs> five zero. Five zero. How much did it gross worldwide? So b- based on the trivia, that was mostly to uh, the above average scale plane. Uh, <laughs> let's see, fifty million dollars. I'm gonna go with seventy five. In the U.S., this grows 92.1. Overseas, wow. it grows 130.6, bringing its what total the? gross to 222.8 million. I've never heard anyone talk about this movie. I know. <laughs> I don't know. But that, that's all overseas. That's mostly overseas. Most of, yeah, a lot of it was overseas. Because he's Irish? Because they acknowledge he's Irish, maybe? I, I don't know. Uh, this film debuted in first place on the weekend of February 28th, 2014, with $28.8 million. First place. That's a horrible opening weekend. Well, for like a February movie, that's good. Is it? Yeah. If this opened in June or July, like the big summer blockbuster season of 28, that wouldn't be good. According to Box Office Bojo, this is the seventh highest grossing film in the category Hostage. Whereas a hostage and a um, terrorist interact. Or there's hostages interact with terrorists and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Number eight. This was the seventh highest grossing. I'll tell you which number is Die Hard. Die Hard is number eight. Die Hard is eight? So it Di- goes... The first Die Hard. Nonstop, then Die Hard. But you have to remember, ch- ticket prices were cheaper back then. I don't know if you'll get number one. When I tell you what number one is, I think I, I think you like this movie. Okay. You're not going to be upset that this is the number one movie in Hostage. Hostage, Hostage. If I give you a hint, want a hint? Yeah. It also involves a plane. Being on a plane, Air Force One. Get off my plane. Okay. Yeah. Where? By the way, where is hostage on that list? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to look. I'd have to look it up. Which is a Bruce Willis, Kevin Pollak movie. Yes. By the way, <laughs> I also forgot to mention this. So the Golden Globes has acting categories and best comedy film, right? And best dra- drama film. Yep. Gary Oldman won best drama, best actor in a lead role in a drama. For his Winston Churchill performance. Oh. 
They said this was the first time he's ever been nominated for a Golden Globe in his entire career, and he won his first time he's okay. been nominated. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping the movie's good, but if it's not, this is one of those lifetime achievement type of things. Oh, okay. But it's got to be good because it's, I mean, it's fucking, it's old, man. Yeah. Finally, Nonstop was the 34th highest grossing film of 2014. Number one that year, American Sniper. Where can you watch all the movies? That that was that was too much of a heady movie. It was it was too like mm-hmm. real. Yeah, I, I mean I enjoyed it, but it was kind of yeah. like I go to the movies to escape this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I don't want to I don't want to be all depressed and things. Well, I remember it was a big hit when me and Sarah went to go, theaters to go see it, dude. Like it was sold out like so many theaters. Really? Yeah, American Sniper. We saw like the second week it was out. Well, Bradley Cooper's also pretty dreamy, so <laughs> that, that, that counts for a lot <laughs> yeah. of it. Uh, where can you watch all these movies we've been discussing that we've been going off on tangents? Oh, yes. Uh, you can watch them all on Amazon. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, uh, through Amazon Prime, maybe, perhaps. Uh, go to our website first. Click on the banner. It takes you to our, the Amazon page. You can mm-hmm. do all your shopping as normal. Uh, and doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a little kickback. It helps support the show. Yes. Oh, real quick. Um, so the budget was 50 They made four times its budget. So oh does God. that mean Bialy Stock and Bloom failed? Yes. Because they turned a profit? Yes. <laughs> Well, there's got to be like a, a Venn diagram. There has oh. to, they have to, there has to be at some point where you become profitable. Yeah, where well, the well, failure. That's out- the thing. Okay, so you said three times the budget makes it profitable. Makes it, it yeah, 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 yeah profitable. Okay. So mm-hmm. at what point does it become profitable <laughs> to fail then? Like, is it at ten percent? Is it zero percent? Maybe you, you you make nothing. Is when you make the most? I still don't understand the logic behind the producers, dude. Like I get it, but like it's it's the whole thing. Uh, okay, the, the way I perceive it is uh-huh. the whole um, in the office, the the Michael Scott where they're trying to oh the lemonade the lemonade thing the yeah. lemonade stand right. So your parents give you all right. It's going to cost me ten million dollars to make this movie. Uh-huh. All right, uh, I I need investors. Mm-hmm. All right, a hundred million dollars to make this movie. Mm-hmm. It actually only costs ten million, but you keep the ninety million. So, yeah, so ninety million is in the pocket, uh-huh. <laughs> and then the rest. It's like, oh, we lost it all. Yeah. You invest this much, and it'll give you 20% of the profits. <laughs> okay. That, so I need this up front, uh-huh. and then I'll pay you back with the profits. And then when there's no profits, I can't pay you back. There it is. It's a bad investment on your end. Yeah, sorry. You should have uh, seen the movie. You should have read the script. Okay. You saw none of the storyboards, and you invested. That's you. Okay. That, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. That's 2014's Nonstop, directed by Jean Colette Serra. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. It can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we'll watch before any, any other requests. Next week... We'll be watching 2009's Gamer with Gerard Butler. Jerry Butler, man. Because he has a new movie coming out where he robs the Federal Reserve with 50 Cent. Yeah. I, I forgot what it's called. And you wanted to do a Gerard Butler movie. Yeah. And uh, we've always talked about Gamer. Gamer was always a movie where, like, yeah, let's throw that on the list. Yeah. I, I, I remember liking it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. What do we got? 2018 Keepers. Den of Thieves. That's what it's called. Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves. It is completed with Nick Flanagan. So in this season, this is Gerard Butler's second spoilers movie of the season. Is that he, right? He was in Gods of Egypt. 
Oh. So he is That's right. tied right now with Ernie Hudson for most spoiled. Because oh. Ernie Hudson was in The Crow and Ghostbusters too. All right. I like Ernie Hudson, dude. He's fine. Maybe we do a, a 50 Cent movie after this with a Val Kilmer. <laughs> Whichever one. When they're New Orleans, whatever that one was called. Yeah. Then that then he'll be tied it too. <laughs> Actually, no. We haven't done a 50 Cent one yet. Oh, shit. We have to get him on the board. He's just coming out in one. Well, yeah, no, no, but this would be the first. So if we do one, if we do that one oh, next, yeah. it'll be a twofer. Okay. Uh. There's another person who's at, who, who will come up to tie it at two, but I don't know if we'll have someone who will take the lead at that point. All right. All right. I'm trying to think. Laura Craft. There's someone in Laura, when we do Laura Craft. Gerard Butler's in that one. If we do the second one. Holy shit. No, we're doing the first one. Oh, okay. That's Woo! right. That was a close one. But there's someone <laughs> in the first Tomb Raider who will put him at two. But I don't know if we'll have someone John else Boyd? at that point. Voight's I think it. it was the second one as well. Or third. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, it was one of the later... Uh, you know, who, you know who's in the first Tomb Raider movie? Who's that? Jorah Mormont. Sir Jorah Mormont. Jorah Mormont. From Game of Thrones? Uh, uh, yeah. He was in... He had um, grayscale? Yeah. He, he was in Doctor Who. <laughs> Okay. He was in an episode of Doctor Who, uh, which is uh, with all the angels coming in. And they have to jump upside down mm-hmm. on the spaceship. The one, the one where the angel is inside Amy Pond's eye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second angel. Is it second angels? No. Yeah. Oh. The first one is one with uh, Right. Yeah, this is Matt Smith. All right. Thanks, Maestro, for being off mic. <laughs> so... That's watch Facebook Live for all the uh, visual gags. Mm-hmm. All right. So watch uh, watch 2009's Gamer next week. That'll yes. be our next movie. And uh, until next time, this is Hollywood. I'm Adam. Adam.